today on the Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. Poll question of the day asking you your thoughts on the 25% electricity cut announced yesterday. 78% are saying it ain't going to change my vote. Uh, how is this playing the day after the 25% uh, decrease? That also includes the 8% uh, rebate, which uh, came into effect in the new year. Dr. Cheryl Collier is with us, political science professor, University of Windsor, and on the line with us now. Hello, Cheryl. How are you today? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you for taking the time to join us. Your thoughts on uh, what the Premier had to say about electricity yesterday and today, and uh, how you think the public is going to react to all of this? Well, this is this is going to be interesting to watch, the public reaction. I, I don't think people are going to look at this favorably initially, but once they start to see some savings uh, from on their hydro bills, and they actually start to feel those savings uh, in their pocketbooks, then the story may change slightly. Uh, but it, when we're thinking about uh, this backlash to hydro, this is one of, of many things I think that, are, that the, the government is going to have to be thinking about when it goes to the polls in a year. Uh, it's, it, it right now is, is, uh, is a flashpoint, I think, for anger. And the opposition parties, of course, have, have, uh, have jumped onto this as being as a hot-button issue. But it's, uh, it's not going to be the only story, I think, about uh, some of the, uh, the difficulties they may have uh, when when we do go to the polls in a year's time, uh, but they do know that this is a tough one that they had to get ahead of it. The eight uh, percent uh, rebate that they they thought would deal with this was not enough. Twenty five percent sounds like a lot better. Uh, the concept of of paying uh, later for rebates now is something that has been shown to work in politics in the past. Uh, unfortunately, we don't think too far down the road, and uh, neither do politicians. They tend to uh, to get the short-term gain for the long-term pain. Uh, this, is, uh, this, this works for their advantage, obviously, in the short term. So uh, whether or not it's too little, too late, how it's going to play, we're going to have to wait and see a bit. It, this will uh, we'll really have... Uh, uh, we'll have to see how the opposition parties are able to uh, to keep this one on the forefront. Um, and I know they're going to try really hard to do that. Is she convincing or is the objective here to convince Ontarians that we would have paid for all of this anyway because, you know, we're going green, we paid for upgrades, getting off coal, uh, infrastructure, all of that stuff, even the Green Energy Act. Uh, but really what this is about is paying for lack of due diligence. So, you know, she's sort of she's sort of selling this like, you know, we had to do this. We had to upgrade the the system. We had to upgrade the house. And now we're just stretching the payments off, you know, you know, for for a longer period of time. But is she are people forgetting that no one's arguing about that? What we're arguing about is the fact that she's overpaid for all of this. Uh, even, you know, when you listen to the Auditor General into the tune of $37 billion overpaid for um, for these projects. Does this somehow convince the the audience, the, the voters, that uh, this is more about stretching the payment for this program as opposed to, no, we're really paying for her mistake and that she didn't do her due diligence when this whole thing started? It, again, I'm going to look to the opposition parties to make that case. This, this, the issue of the hydro rates is a, is a complex one, and unfortunately, we as Ontarians or just we as, as taxpayers and voters don't do well with complex policy issues. So if she can reframe this in a way that it's, it's simplified, and so her mortgage idea is something that a lot of us can relate to, 
And maybe there are people that will give her uh, a bit of a pass on it, again, if they feel that the remortgaging that she's doing, if I'm going to use those terms, is is saving them money and that, that has put this issue to rest. Um, the longer-term issues that you raise are, are really important ones. Uh, they have... They are paying way too much uh, for these long-term, uh, and, and they're locked in for long-term periods of time. So this is something that pre, uh, that any kind of subsequent government is going to be stuck with. Uh, this makes this much more difficult to solve uh, in the uh, in the long term, uh, but in the short term, this this seems to be a solution. Whether or not that message plays well um, is 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 going to be a, a, a combination of factors. Can the opposition parties? Uh, make the case that that really this is due to the liberals mismanaging the issue in the first place, uh, and it's a uh, it, it's something that we we have to make them pay for at the polls, or uh, whether or not she's going to be able to sell this as okay we realized a mistake in the way that we approached this we needed to uh, to upgrade the upgrades made sense but they were done in a, in a in a poor way, uh, if I could put it that way. Uh, the green energy, of course, is, is part of this. Um, and we know that Ontarians like green energy, but they don't like to pay too much for it. Uh, we're, we're practical here in Ontario. And when we're, when we're thinking about uh, uh, a government we want to reward, we want them to be somewhat progressive, but we don't want to have to feel any kind of, of, uh, of pain for that pro- uh, progress. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play and listen to the Scott Thompson Show weekdays from noon to 3 on AM 900 CHML.